0: brought nothing into this world and it is sure that we can take nothing with us. Oh Lord that we can go with forgiven hearts souls renewed and a perfect record in heaven because of thy dear son. We thank thee oh Lord for those sins that have been dealt with at Calvary and all the blessings that we have in thy son. So oh Lord we pray bring some poor souls to thyself, here even this night, comfort us who know thee, O Lord. Bless us in all that we seek to do, for the glory of thy name. We ask in the Saviour's name, Amen. Let us turn now once again, in our hymn books, to eight hundred and twelve. Eight hundred and twelve, dear hymn of, a dear friend of mine, Mister Hyam, who is now believe in the glory of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, we sing in 812 Christian hymns, I saw a new vision of Jesus, a view I had not seen here before, beholding in glory so wondrous, with beauty I had to adore. Ezekiel and the 37th chapter, the book of Ezekiel and the 37th chapter, commencing our reading of the verse 1. This is the word of Almighty God. The hand of the Lord was upon me. and He carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And, behold, there were very many in the open valley, and, lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, Can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, All ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesy, as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and behold a shaking, and the bones came together, bones to his bone. and when I beheld lo the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin was covered upon them above but there was no breath in them then said he unto me prophesy unto the wind prophesy son of man and say to the wind thus saith the Lord God come from the four winds all breath and breathe upon these slain that they may live so I prophesied and he as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army then he said unto me son of man these bones are the whole house of Israel behold they say, our bones are dried, and our hope is lost, we are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold all my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up out of your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. Shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. Amen. May the Lord bless that portion of His Word, all to the glory of His name. Let us continue our worship now as we prepare to come to God's Word. We turn to Him 355. Christian hymns 355. In thy name, O Lord, assembly, we thy people now draw near. Teach us to rejoice with trembling. Speak and let thy servants hear. Hear with meekness. Hear thy word with godly. Approach to his word. May the Lord come and grant us his blessing here this evening. We need the Lord to come and send his spirit to brood over us and to give light, illumination, and life to souls. Come, let us pray. All gracious God, almighty God in heaven, we worship thee, we bow before thy great throne. Thank thee, O Lord, that thou hast said summer, springtime, and harvest shall remain while the earth abideth. O Lord, thou wilt keep until that great day of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee for that great day that he shall come, and he shall come upon the clouds of heaven in great glory. And the trump of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise and all men shall rise at that day. O Lord we pray that on that day that we may be found in Christ. O Lord as we come here tonight may we listen O Lord with great attention for the concern of our never dying souls. We come to thee O Lord and ask that thou would speak to us individually. Come Lord we pray send thy spirit on preacher and congregation, Lord, speak as it were from heaven, not simply through this man, but from thy word. May he not be seen, as it were, or even heard, but may the God of heaven speak and override that which man should say. But, Lord, I pray that I will say nothing amiss, but all, Lord, to the glory of our dear Saviour and for the benefit of lord of my hearers tonight oh lord bless us we pray please forgive us of our many sins lord we have all but sin come though through that sinless peerless son of thine the eternal son of god bless us for his name's sake we pray we ask in his precious name amen The congregation, I invite you now, please, to turn your attention with me to the Gospel of John, there in the chapter 3. Gospel of John, chapter 3. And I wish this evening, with the Lord's enabling, to take for my text the words found in the verse 3. Gospel of John, chapter 3, the verse 3. The words of the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, dear friends, this morning, if you were here with us, we spoke on the subject of regeneration. We spoke upon that which... God has done for his people that we are not what we were. We have died, says the Apostle Paul, with Christ. If we are dead, died with Christ and risen with him in newness of life, God has given us newness of life in his Son. There was a moment in time when we were born again, when we were quickened by the Spirit and the old man, as it were, is crucified with Christ. Paul says in Romans 6, 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. We are the same people, but essentially God, as we know from Ezekiel 12, has put a new heart in us. We are born again. God has taken out the heart of stone and put a heart of flesh to receive his word, promise also given in Jeremiah 31 and we read again in Hebrews 10 and Hebrews 8 that God would write his laws upon our hearts as he regenerates us, as he takes us out of spiritual darkness and puts us and translates us into the kingdom of the son of his love, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, here as we come to John chapter 3, as we consider the gospel message this evening, it will be, I trust somewhat, the benefit also to the
1: believer.
0: And I want, with the Lord's help, to seek to perhaps unmask those who very much like this man Nicodemus that comes to the Lord Jesus Christ by night. We note there in verse 1 there was a man of the Pharisees, this religious sect named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. no man do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And it is almost as if the Lord Jesus Christ stops him mid-sentence. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Perhaps some suggest that Nicodemus, as he comes to him by night, is maybe wanting, perhaps, the Lord Jesus Christ to work with him. They don't know that for sure, but that is a possibility. They have seen that the Lord Jesus Christ has done mighty miracles, but the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ is rather severe, is it not? The things that he has begun to say, repent as he began his ministry, repent, Believe the gospel, and this is what John was doing, preaching repentance. And my friends, repentance is not something that the human heart is capable of. All we thought of that this morning, even as we looked in our confession, as we thought of scripture that tells us that the carnal mind is enmity with God. We have to read in Acts 11. Verse 18, that God has to grant sinners repentance, a heart to repent, and that means a regenerate heart before there can ever be true repentance. And God does command of men what they cannot do. You say, well, what do you mean, preacher? Well, God commands us all that we should obey his ten commands, does he not? Although this is completely incapable of the... Fallen human heart. God requires it and God will judge this world. Under those ten commandments which Paul tells us in Romans 2, 14 and 15. The law is written upon our hearts. Our consciences accusing or else excusing us. Under that law every human soul has the law of God built upon the fabric of his being. Knowing right from wrong. Although man may try to mask it, he knows it's wrong, doesn't he, to commit adultery, to lie, to cheat, to steal. He knows those things are wrong. Yet he does it. He's under sin and he's under the dominion of sin. That's natural man. And he's lost. Has no hope. We read there, didn't we, from Ezekiel 37. And we know the history of Israel. Do we not how God called them out of Egypt and blessed them abundantly? And yet time and after time we're thinking of natural Israel. How they disobeyed. How there were shown such great blessings from God. What God had done for that nation, for that people blessed them and shown his Shekinah glory. They saw him as he led them by the pillar of cloud by day and fire by night. They saw the Red Sea parted. They saw all their enemies destroyed when they obeyed God. They saw the mighty power of God kill some 180,000 Syrians one night. By the angel of the Lord. They saw the power of God and they saw the blessing of God. They saw great deliverance. They saw Egypt swallowed up in the Red Sea. Yet there was a hard problem, wasn't there? They disobeyed God time and time again. And now, some 400 years have passed since the close of the old testament book of malachi and the jew has become very proud they've added law upon law making the law of god null and void the lord jesus christ has to come and strip away all those veneers and expound the law and magnify the law and to teach it because man has brought in his own laws the rabbinical laws and Yet, you see, the Jew thought by the adding of more laws, he could somehow be more righteous and somehow live up to those laws. But he was a a breaker of the law. We read there, didn't we, in Romans chapter 3, that every Jew and every Gentile is condemned under the law of God. And that's the problem of the human heart. None have kept the law. And all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. Nicodemus. You must be born again. No man can see the kingdom of God except he be born again, except he be made a new creature, except he be put into Christ and taken out of Adam. We are born in Adam and born in sin in that family of Adam. What God does... By his peculiar grace, as he plucks many out of that lump of Adam, puts them into the second Adam, Jesus Christ. He makes them alive. Jesus Christ, we read, is the life-giving spirit. Adam was made a living soul. But the Lord Jesus Christ, a life-giving spirit, he who is God and God is spirit yet became man. In order to live under the law of God, dear friends. To earn a righteousness and then to die in the room in the stead of God's people. We read there from Ezekiel 37. Of the valley of the dry bones. And that's every man. We're all going to die. But right now, if you're unsaved, you are spiritually dead and deaf and blind. To the things of God. We don't want to see You notice, in this chapter, we know that Nicodemus is an unregenerate soul. That is for sure. Because you notice in the verse 9, the Lord Jesus Christ, prior to this, he's been telling Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus says, how can a man be born again? Can he enter his mother's womb again and be born again? he said, no, you must be born first of water. Believe, some of us, that that is coming out of the womb. But also of the Spirit. Being born from above. That new birth that God gives. And Nicodemus does not understand this. He's a teacher of the law. And notice what the Lord Jesus said. Verse 8. The wind bloweth. it listeth and thou hearest the sound thereof but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth so is every one that is born of the spirit that's the spirit of god it's not as we thought this morning some or the work of sanctification but it is a moment in time just as in there in ezekiel 37 The Lord said, Son of man, prophesy unto these bones. We see the sinews coming together and the bones coming together. But there's no life. And then the Lord says, Son of man, prophesy. Call the wind. And life will come. And the Spirit here is likened unto the wind. The Holy Spirit. As it was brooding over before creation. And God divided the waters. And then there was life and light. This is what happens at the new birth. Regeneration. Here Nicodemus is completely blind to these things which are taught in the Old Testament. He said, how can you, being a teacher of the law, not understand these things? You're blind to these things. He knew the Lord of God. He didn't really know it. He had read the scriptures, but he didn't understand these things. They were obfuscation to him. Notice verse 9. Nicodemus answered. It's after the Lord Jesus Christ says a man must be born of the Spirit. That's the Spirit of God. And Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? But God already spoken it. You can see this man is in abject blindness. Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Those things which we read of in Ezekiel 37. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen. Now notice these words. This is complete proof. Nicodemus didn't know what Jesus was talking about. And ye receive not our witness. You see this. Those, as I mentioned this morning, that believe that if you just somehow have faith as an unregenerate man, that faith can regenerate you. You must be born again. And then... What happens is there is repentance. We begin to see our sin and our unworthiness. And then we believe upon Christ. The shedding of his blood. And his righteousness for his people. So Nicodemus was an unregenerate religious man. And maybe here tonight. As I address us from the word of God. They may be amongst us unregenerate religious people. What do I mean? Well, it is the minister's task and duty sometimes to bring forth these subjects from the Word of God that we should each have self-examination of our souls. Have I been born again? Am I just like Nicodemus? Well, I've spoken about the new birth. Lord Jesus says there, first of all, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. First of all, a man must be born again. And maybe some people feel that this is unfair. God is, so, Yes, God is sovereign. Man chooses his own religion. That is exactly what Nicodemus was trying to do to be right with God and to enter into heaven by the keeping of the law but the new birth is absolutely necessary notice first of all the figure that is employed here the Lord says it says here a man must be born again this is not only a figure but it is actually a reality it is something that truly takes place Paul says whoever's in Christ is a new creature And this birth is necessary to enter into the kingdom, not only to to enter into it, but to see it. Nicodemus couldn't see it. He couldn't understand. Here before him is the very Son of God. But he's completely blind to it. Spoken of throughout Scripture. Isaiah 35, and the wondrous things that Christ would do at his coming. That he would open up the eyes of the blind, the lame would walk. The deaf would hear. The dead would be raised to life. And he's doing it. But man will not see. Now, as we think about this new birth, I want to take Charles Haddon Spurgeon's illustration of this. It's been used many a time. And uh, I think it rather well fits this passage. And the illustration goes something like this. We think here of the kingdom of heaven. There is another kingdom, there is an eternal world that some will enter into and some will not. When we think of a kingdom, we think of a king. We think of our monarch here in England. We have a monarch. And suppose for a while that there was an invitation that went out across the land here of England. Anyone born in the United Kingdom or in England could have a visit with a queen or could live in the palace. If the palace was so large, they could live forever there. But there was one requirement: you had to be born in England. Now, suppose there's a foreigner, any country you like. Let's pick a man, a native man from South America. And he goes up to the palace and, uh, well, he, unks, he knocks on the door and he speaks to the court here and says, well, I've lived here in England for so long. I've been attending
1: uh,
0: church even, and uh, I've learned the culture, and these sort of things. Can I enter into the palace to see Her Majesty or His Majesty. could entrance be given to those who are not born in England? No. Courtiers says absolutely not. Does't matter unless you are born here in England and people go to great lengths don't they to strive to, to enter into this country or various countries. But the rule here is absolute. It it cannot be altered. You have to be born in England to be a subject there in the king's palace. But then suppose the man says, well, I I will change my name. I, I will take to myself an English name. And he goes back. And this is how many are. I take that name to myself, and I'm not ashamed to say I'm a Christian. But he goes back to the palace, and the courtier says, Well, where were you born? Well, I was born overseas. He says, I'm sorry. You cannot enter into the king's palace. Well, I've taken on an English name. But you're not born and bred in England. No, I'm not, he says. Or
1: well,
0: the gates must be shut against you. But well, the illustration could apply to so many, perhaps, that are present. There are those that bear a professing name of Christian. Well, I'm a Christian. I say I'm a Christian. Everybody thinks I'm a Christian. And then the man says, uh, Well, Forget the name. I, I look like an Englishman, so he removes all his foreign clothes off him. He's an Indian, perhaps. Dons himself up in fine English clothes when well, he looks the part, and there are many that can be like that. They can attend a place of worship. They can look like the people of God. They can renounce all the worldly garments that they have. They're not born from above. The heart has not changed. And that's the difference, isn't it? Outwardly you can change. You can change your name. You can change, I suppose, a lot of things. You can renounce your dress. But the heart is not. The person has not been changed. You've changed your clothes, you look the part. you come to the gate again. this man comes to the gate and he looks just like an Englishman. He well, the courtier says, well, I'll uh, I'll consider he looks like an Englishman. He doesn't realize, doesn't recognize him this time. He says, No. Where were you born? And he tells him overseas, Were you born in England? He says, No. Well, the gates are barred to you. And then something else he, he says, Well, I'll, I'll do more. What more could he do? I'll change my accent. And there are many who speak like Christians. You see the analogy. There are many that talk like Christians and they think if I can just say the right things and you you learn eloquent prayer and you learn Bible passages. And you learn all the hymns. That doesn't change the heart, does it? So he goes back and he asks him the same question sounds like an Englishman, he dresses like one, but he says, where were you born? Not him. Well, the For the gates are barred. And that's the point. You see, I believe one of the things that this passage does is it masks, unmasks fallacious religion, false religion. The heart must be converted. The world has always been filled with religiosity. You had in Spurgeon's day, you had the Pussites. And they were the people who believed that if you if you just sprinkle the infant with some water, they became regenerate. And yet the man could live like the devil for the rest of his life. But he is regenerate because it's been sprinkled those that perhaps have been confirmed in the Church of England. That makes you somehow a Christian. Friend, the Bible says we must be born again, born from above. This is the work of God. What I'm trying to do, friend, is to strip all self-pride. I know that this is not perhaps a very popular approach to Preaching the gospel but my friends if you have an offense tonight it is with Christ it is not with me he is dealing with man's pride this is often what God does in conversion he brings a man to naught and shows him that he has nothing nothing that he can do Bring himself to God. And it's not wrong, friends, to cry to be born again, and what you do is you make a happy discovery that it was God that brought you to pray. I'm not a Christian. We know later on that Nicodemus. It's called a disciple. Now, to be fair, John chapter 6, we read that many of the disciples that followed the Lord followed him no more. The word disciple can mean simply a follower. But we also read that he was there at our Lord's burial. And the scriptures tell us this is the one sure foundation. The Lord knoweth them. That are his. And it's not for me to assess. But I do believe that the Lord was dealing with his heart. Whether this man was eventually converted, we don't know. But at this point, he is in abject darkness. My friends, only God can bring life. And I take your mind back to that Ezekiel passage. The Lord says, The Son of Man, there. And it's interesting, the first time, Son of Man, you'll notice, is in a a capital S, that those bones should live, and Christ is God. And he determines who should live. And then the second time, where he says, Son of Man, you'll notice, it is in a small S. Prophesy, or preach, or ask the wind, and that is all the preacher can do, is say, Lord, Would that cause souls to live? That's all I can do. And as we see that, life comes. Speak the word. Preach the word. But the Spirit of God must come and convert the heart. And God does it. Where does He do it? Well, we know where he does it. He does it in his churches. God causes people to be born from above. God is from above. His spirit is above. You notice here of Christ. Notice concerning who he is. That Christ is both here on earth and in heaven. This is an amazing verse and it is missing out of that which is in the new translations and uh, you'll notice the verse 13 "And no man hath ascended up to heaven but he that came down from heaven even the son of man which is in heaven he is the omnipresent and the omnipotent almighty God And as we preach, the word prophesy can mean preach. We preach the word. The preacher preaches in all of his weakness. But God, if he is pleased, will send his spirit and convert souls. It's amazing. Where does it happen? I mentioned it happens in the church where God's people gather together. We know from that Psalm 87. His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than the dwellings of Jacob. The gates of Zion are where God's people gather. Glorious things of thee are spoken of thee, city of God. And this can also refer to the heavenly Zion where one day the church shall be gathered. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold Philistia and Tyre and Ethiopia. This man was born there. Where? The gates of Zion. Because God is in heavenly Zion. We here below his church are one with him. We are seated in the heavenlies with Christ and... Behold, God sends His Spirit. And my friend, He converts under the Word. And if you're you're still lost, I say, this is the place where you must come and hear regularly the Word of God. Keep coming. Wait on the Lord. Pray to Him. If you're in darkness, if all of this... It's confusion to you. Seek him. You cannot enter heaven. Any other way. Man cannot see. You cannot see the spiritual things of heaven. Notice he says, cannot see, neither enter. You can't experience, you can't know. And let me say, friends, being a Christian is a wonderful thing. But then there is the entrance one day. An abundant entrance. And why can't, can't you enter into heaven? Because it is a holy place. You don't appreciate holiness and life. And God, heaven, is going to be a perfect place. Some people, my, they fall asleep after ten minutes of the sermon. And they get tired of singing. But heaven is going to be a place of everlasting praise and glory to God. How could you be there? Except you be born again. Except you have an appetite for the things of heaven. Sin will pass away and everything vile and there will be Abraham and Lot, Lot who vexed his soul every day in the city of Sodom and he will say, I don't want sinners there. This is a holy place. the place where people are forgiven and restored to God. You cannot enter. We read don't we, in the book of the Revelation nothing vile shall enter there. And it is only through Jesus Christ
1: that
0: we have peace with God. And all that are Christ's will repent. It will be given the heart to repent. And they will be given faith to believe upon his righteousness and we shall forever be with the Lord marvel not Nicodemus put your religiosity behind you you must be born again my friend you you cannot fix yourself up like the man trying to enter into the palace with a, 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 a changed accent with changed clothing with a changed name. You, there's nothing you can do. Cry that God might do it. Pray. There's nothing wrong with that. God strip you. Of your pride. We thank God. That our entrance. Is through Jesus Christ. And it will be. For every Christian. Nothing in my hands I bring simply to thy cross I cling Amen let us close with hymn 203 in Christian hymns when I survey the wondrous cross on which the prince of glory died my richest gain I count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride. Jesus Christ even gave to Nicodemus. For well, God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Oh, Father, we thank thee too for John's words. Indeed, he that believeth... That Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. Oh, what an amazing thought. And we believe by the grace of God. Thank thee for that grace. Now the grace, the God of grace, God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you his people perfect, In every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever.